Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. For the last uh, couple of months, we've been checking in regularly with Dr. Tracy Smith of the Illinois Public Health Association. Uh, we started off by talking about the Pandemic Health Navigator Program, and we have continued the conversation every couple of weeks just discussing COVID-19, COVID misinformation and myths and, and straight facts here. Well, even though the pandemic situation is certainly improving, we did just hit 54,000 total cases here in Sangamon County. We still have dozens of people um, with new confirmed cases every day. So we still need to be aware of what's happening with the pandemic. We we're fortunate today to be joined uh, by Sarah bowen Lassisi. She is one of those pandemic health navigators. She's also the assistant director of the Phoenix Center in Springfield. And we're going to focus today really on getting this COVID information and COVID help out to disenfranchised and underserved communities. Sarah, welcome and thanks so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me, Jim. Well, uh, before we get into some of the specific work uh, through the Phoenix Center and organizations like it, just remind everybody, if you would, what is the Pandemic Health Navigator Program and what role do you play in that? Sure. Um, the Pandemic Health Navigator Program includes um, more than 60 community-based organizations and federally qualified health centers um, who trained a team of community health workers who assist folks who are affected by COVID um, in terms of quarantine um, and, you know, just being positive and, and even in education in the community to um, obtain the resources that they need um, if they're in quarantine, but also to also be educated to make the best decisions in terms of what's best for them and, and, and sort of vaccinations and that sort of thing. Now, how does that tie into your work at the Phoenix Center? So the Phoenix Center actually has a history of doing public health work. Um, you know, we've been in HIV prevention for 20 years. We work in hepatitis C prevention through our harm reduction program. Um, so really it is just adding uh, another element to what we're already doing. You know, even uh, those of us who have been uh, beating this drum for a long time about vaccination and proper mitigations and, you know, making sure we're, we're taking all the necessary precautions here, getting tested regularly, thinking and exposed, that sort of thing. I think we sometimes forget that it's not that easy or simple for, for lots of different groups out in the society here. Have there been specific uh, challenges in, in serving the LGBTQ community, particularly as it relates to, to pandemic issues? I think it goes along with anything that is healthcare related in that, you know, it's another demographic that's largely stigmatized. So, you know, going to seek out health care um, isn't, you know, always easy and, and talking about um, different things with health care providers. So that's where organizations like the Phoenix Center and others that um, are doing the Pandemic Health Navigator Program kind of pick up where, you know, we're a trusted source. And so coming in and getting that information directly from us sometimes is a little bit easier um, than going directly to a health care provider. You know, I, I think this is a really important point. And again, I think it's something we forget sometimes is that there are an awful lot of people out there. And we, we have seen this played out in, in the black community and other minority communities as well, where they have found it very difficult to navigate the, the health system. They found it difficult to p get people to take their complaints seriously or to get uh, equal access to treatment. So they become really kind of inherently suspicious of anything involving that. And that, I'm sure, does make it tougher to uh, to get the information to people and to ensure they actually take it to heart. Absolutely. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, um, you know, the, the black community um, has a history of medical mistrust and you know, there's a history of why, and um, that that applies to lots of marginalized and stigmatized populations. The LGBTQ plus population, obviously, um, you know, even 
talking about transgender individuals, sometimes, you know, just being misgendered will keep them away from a health care provider. But then, you know, we also serve people who use drugs. Um, you know, that's a demographic that doesn't go to seek health care um, for any reason unless it's severe, unless it's life-threatening typically. Um, but they come here and, um, you know, we do lots of different prevention measures and education with them that relate to drug use. So, you know, it's easy for us to include information about COVID, you know, vaccinations, COVID education and prevention. We're talking with Sarah Bowen Lassissi. She's the assistant director of the Phoenix Center in Springfield. She's also part of the Pandemic Health Navigator Program through the Illinois Public Health Association. Uh, Sarah, are there any statistics, any data that, that you have seen talking about things like vaccination rates in some of these disenfranchised communities? Uh, the Overall, in the, the general population, I think we're somewhere at uh, 60 to 65 percent fully vaccinated in Illinois. How, how do those numbers shake out in the LGBTQ community? community or in other minority communities or or lower income communities? Right. Um, I don't have specific numbers, unfortunately, but um, there's data that has been released that those marginalized um, demographics do have lower vaccination rates. Um, Specific to LGBTQ+, I'm not sure, unfortunately, what exactly that number is. Um, are you finding success when you, through uh, organizations like the Phoenix Center, uh, are people receptive to the message when it is coming, in fact, from people they trust? Absolutely, yes. Um, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. You know, I think that we'd be, um, you know, remiss to say that it works for everybody that comes through the door, but definitely a larger percentage um, of folks that may not have, you know, sought out information from other sources, if they come here and they hear it from us, people they've been working with for sometimes several years, then it, then it sounds a little bit different. So, yes, I think that it has had an impact for sure. It, it's really important to have organizations like yours that are, are helping to get this word out there. But is there more that the mainstream medical community can be doing to to alleviate that mistrust, to get people to you know accept this information the way most of us kind of innately do when we go see our doctors? Yeah, sure. I think there. I think it kind of depends on, you know, uh, on the demographic we're talking about. If we're talking about, you know, the transgender, uh, a transgender individual, well, you have to start by establishing the trust and, and respecting who they are and their identity. If we're talking about someone who is a racial minority, it comes from, you know, respecting their cultural differences and. Um, it really, I think, starts there. Uh, and, and once we kind of break those barriers, then then the trust will come. We, uh, again, are seeing uh, much improved numbers over the last several weeks compared to where we were at the end of December, beginning of January. The average daily case rates have come down. Hospitalizations have come down uh, dramatically. But we're just about to, to make another big step next week, ending the mask mandate in Illinois. And while not everybody's been following it, we'll see, I'm sure, much less mask usage overall uh, once that mandate is lifted as of February 28th. Uh, what are you anticipating then? What are health navigators and the public health community sort of bracing for uh, after we get to that point? Well, I think we're kind of waiting to see if those rates go back up because of the mask mandate being ended. Um, in the event, you know, that it does, obviously we'll respond accordingly. And in the event that it doesn't, we'll respond and, you know, increased education of in our own organization, we've talked about ending the mask. We've been wearing masks inside the building um, if we're more than six feet or less than six feet 
close to one another, um, but but really saying, you know, respect each other, and if you have symptoms of anything, whether that be the flu or COVID, um, you know, if you don't know if you have symptoms of anything, wear a mask and, and respect your, you know, your fellow employee or fellow coworkers, but that would, that would definitely extend to the general population as we go into, you know, kind of changing the way that we're educating folks. Sarah, in addition to uh, assisting your, your clients with health-related issues, talk a bit more, if you would, about just some of the other services the Phoenix Center provides to the LGBTQ community here locally. Absolutely. The, um, so we have several LGBTQ plus support groups. We have a support group for parents of transgender children. We have a support group for transgender individuals as well. We have um, a support group for bisexual individuals, and we also have our youth support group that happens every Friday night. In addition to that, we do have housing for LGBTQ folks who are homeless as well as um, homeless men and women who are HIV positive. And how do people reach out to find the services of the Phoenix Center? Um, they can visit our website, which is um, www.phoenixcenterspringfield.org, or they can call our center um, during Monday through Friday from 830 to 430 at 217 528 5253. And if people want to learn more about the Pandemic Health Navigator program or uh, take advantage of some of the resources through the Public Health Association, how do they go about doing that? The best place to go is to the website, which is www.helpguidethrive.org. Helpguidethrive.org, all one word, all together there. Uh, that will take you to the website to learn more about uh, all that information as well. Sarah bowen Lassisi, again, Pandemic Health Navigator Program and Assistant Director of the Phoenix Center in Springfield. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Jim.